What's up everyone? Welcome back to Flagship Plus Podcasts. I'm Nidalan and today we'll be talking about the hype machines, the OnePlus 8 and the iPhone SE 2. Let's start off with an overview of both of the phones. The OnePlus 8 is part of the 8 series and launched with the 8 Pro as well, while the SE launched by itself as a successor to the SE1, which released in 2016. Both of these are extremely fast smartphones, and even if you buy either of them, they're both great phones and great value for money as well. But are they still flagship killers? Let's look at OnePlus first. OnePlus has always had a bold slogan for their smartphones, flagship killer, and they stuck to this for quite a long time as well. Their phones had flagship features, but seriously undercutted the price. This is what made OnePlus stand out in a market dominated by Apple, Samsung, and all the rest of the big smartphone brands. But for the past few years, the prices have been creeping up on these phones. It's got to the point where the OnePlus 7 had a Pro version with it, which was a first for the company. This Pro version had full flagship features and the same price as them. The company sort of shifted away from their motto in their Pro versions. But the normal models that they make, like the 7, the 8, are still the same. They still brand them as flagship killers. The OnePlus 8 Pro offers the same price and features as a flagship, but the 8 undercuts it and manages to pack in almost as many features. But it's still not the greatest. I mean, remember, the OnePlus 6 was £469. The OnePlus 8 now is 599 I mean, the price is still crawling up, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Anyway, enough with that backstory. Is it still one of the best value for money phones? I don't think so. Yet. Here's what I mean. The specs are seriously on point. You have a 6.55 1080p AMOLED display with 90Hz refresh rate. Sweet. Android 10, running on a Snapdragon 865, a triple camera setup, OnePlus's fast in-screen fingerprint scanner, a 4300 mAh battery, and 30 watts fast charging with it as well. It's got UFS 3.0 storage. I mean, you can see it for yourself. These are very good specs. I mean, sure, it does cut corners on a few things, like LPDDR4X RAM instead of LPDDR5, 1440p screen resolution, wireless charging, and we'll get back to that in a second. But overall, I believe the specs are very good. But that's not it. I still have an issue with it. It's the combination of the OnePlus 8 Pro itself and the release price of the 8. I know that sounds a bit weird, but just wait. The OnePlus 8 Pro is £799 and the 8 is £599. The 8, as I mentioned before, doesn't have wireless charging, a higher resolution, proper IP certification and LPDDR5 RAM, which is, you know, sort of expected of a phone this price. If the 8 Pro was pricier or was just completely dropped, it would be fine because, I mean, you can upgrade from the 8 to the 8 Pro already. I mean, you're already shelling out £600. What's the harm in another 200 for all these special features? Or, if the 8 was cheaper, around £500, then it would be perfectly fine. But it's sort of resting in, like, middle ground. So it's sort of a confusing phone to rank. This is why I just think that the OnePlus 8 isn't the best value for money phone. Yet. I mean, why do I keep saying yet? 
Well, take the OnePlus 6 as an example again. The release price was £469. Now, I can get it for a bit more than half the price. OnePlus is just one of those companies that are famous for price drops as time goes on. The OnePlus 8 will be completely fine to buy in maybe a year or a year and a half. The only issue is new companies like Realme coming through. Realme is taking the same approach as the younger OnePlus. It undercuts even more than OnePlus with even crazier specs. Could they potentially overtake this phone? I think so. But back to the question. Is the OnePlus 8 still a flagship killer? I'm going to say no. Right, stay tuned and we'll be right back with the iPhone SE 2. So, the iPhone SE. I was seriously pumped up for this phone. And I know that many people were waiting for this as well. You see, many people want an iPhone, but they don't want to pay a really premium price. The iPhone SE 2 is perfect for that. So, under the hood, it has an A13 Bionic processor, one of its main selling points. It has the exact same processor as the new 11 Pro Max, and its performance is on par as well. It has a 4.7 LCD display with 60Hz refresh rate, which isn't great. A single camera setup, and Apple's trademark fingerprint sensor, along with an 1821 mAh battery with 18 watt charging. It has wireless charging, which the A didn't have though. So, on paper, the only thing that really stands out is the A13 Bionic chip. And that's it. I mean, there's nothing really special about it here. The design is outdated, there's horrible battery life, slow charging. I mean, I could go on. The thing is, it still achieved its purpose. An iPhone for under £500 with crazy performance and a pretty decent camera and on par with the iPhone XR. I mean, that's what Apple wanted and it's working. Don't get me wrong, the phone isn't the best out there, but it is a phone that appeals to a huge audience. I personally know many people that love iPhones many people that love good performance and many people that like a good camera and most people take price as a huge factor this one iphone is perfect for that huge group of people just to conclude both these phones are great both of them have special features that you wouldn't find on the other one but only one is still a flagship killer and i think that's the iphone i just think that the oneplus 8 is a good phone, but they should have either removed the 8 Pro, increased its price, or lowered the price of the 8. Anyway, thanks for listening to Flagship Plus Podcasts. I'm Nidlan, and I'll catch you in the next one.